Hello, everybody. Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop and my takeaways from Lay Seraphim's comeback. If you've not listened to my first Lay Seraphim dedicated episode called Lay Seraphim 101, that's okay. You don't need to to understand how we talk about their discography in this episode. But if you do want the fun backstories of Bluebeard, Psyche, the relevant inspiration of their past work, I really break it down and point out it's both rich symbolism and just plain bonkersness in that episode. So background on their catalog and who they are just as a group, that intro is called Seraphim 101. But today is all about the new release, Easy. And the first way I think to understand the message of this comeback is through the lens of Black Swan, the movie as well as Swan Lake, the story that inspired the movie. That's another episode I will link to in the description that you can check out for more context, the BT Study Guides episode all about that movie. So I'll just quickly summarize again here the relevant parts to keep in mind when I break down the new Le Seraphim era. It'll all make sense. Black Swan is described by Darren Aronofsky as a companion project, an intentional contrast to The Wrestler. Both films have a weird discombobulating sensation in a way just because they're unconventionally made with handheld cameras. Both have other clear Aronofsky traits, but they're also very distinct. One of them being the focus on ballet in Black Swan versus wrestling in The Wrestler. In the ballet world, you've got a complete opposite ideal, quote-unquote ideal beautiful body type. You've got a completely different way to be expected to perform. Terms used would be like graceful, elegant, the antithesis of wrestling. But both use the sense of power and strength to express themselves through movement. So the interesting contrast between ballet and its perceived opposite, that's what ends up being indirectly explored. So already I had the story on my mind with Le Seraphim because of the anti-fragile era and that video juxtaposing things like training in ballet with showing off quote-unquote real strength in more direct ways defying gravity and stuff. Their supernatural strength do tend to show off both extreme opposite representations of the definition of strength. The super summary version of what happens in Black Swan This ballet dancer, Nina, feels very lost. She's in some toxic relationships with people using her, and she kind of goes mad, has hallucinations. Sometimes the viewer is meant to not know what's a dream, what's a nightmare, what's a visualization, and what is just IRL, what happened. It's super dark and surreal, and one of her toxic counterparts is her mom who basically just tries to live vicariously through her and keeps this room full of ugly paintings of Nina. I know this is a stretch, but that detail came to mind when I saw the spray paint graffiti print pants the Le Seraphim members wore to the recent press conference. I know, a stretch, but an interesting tie-in to speculate about. Anyway, the ballet director, very pushy if you're putting it mildly. He's very controlling, has a perverse incentive structure, rewarding her when she looks more like other dancers, when she compares herself to others, when she dresses sexier for him. She is like his doll. Then there's Lily, who Nina is constantly told to model her performance more after. And due to jealousy and distraction, Nina flops her audition when Lily tries out. She desperately seeks approval and is told she'll get that approval if she lives the life others want of her. She says things like, I just want to be perfect, I'm jealous of you, 
In a hallucinatory scene, Lily and Nina kind of morph into each other, become one in the same, and so Lily's back tattoo turns into black swan wings, representing how Nina is trying to become the black swan. Now it's becoming literal because this director keeps saying, no, you are, in my eyes, just a white swan. You can't play the black swan because you're not like Lily who does this role better. She becomes more like the black swan in other hallucinations too, like when she has webbed feet. So it seems like she is becoming the perfect black swan, fulfilling the role she's always wanted. However, she's lost herself in the process. This quest for perfectionism has led to so much inner turmoil and mental breakdowns. And So the movie ends, spoiler alert, with her fully, fully losing herself in the performance. She has a starring role. She kills it. It's perfect. She thought she stabbed Lily, but looks down and realizes she actually stabbed herself, and she just keeps saying, perfect, I did it, that kind of thing, after the performance. Just lying there on the stage, bloody, her boss comes over to her like, what have you done? But she's just beaming. I did it, it was perfect, finally. So she got perfection at what cost? Then the movie's over. So she brought to life an ideal vision for everybody in her orbit and killed herself in the process. Some of the main themes are pretty obvious here. The quest for perfectionism, the need to define yourself outside of parental expectations, the need to become your own person, not be codependent, the way jealousy can distract you, take your eyes off the prize, and what's really important, so off the true prize. The way no one actually is perfect as much as they seem that way. The hollow victory of being what others want you to be without ever really thinking about what you want to be. The struggle when your identity becomes your job, that show-must-go-on attitude at all costs, a fear of being replaced, literally facing yourself. Mirrors in the room of paintings force her to literally keep facing herself, losing and facing herself, all part of the story. As much as her director is a jerk, he does have a really great quote where he basically says, perfection is not about control. It's also about letting go. So he's basically telling her, you don't live up to my expectations for this ballet character because you're too afraid to let loose. You're too controlled. You're too fixated on following the steps to be perfect. You're not just freeing yourself to release your inhibition and go where the music takes you. You need to get to that level of confidence in your ability to execute any role. Besides things like wings, the paintings, the scars on her back, another symbol always worth noting, in a story inspired by this one, lakes and water. In the OG Swan Lake story, the ballet performance is Swan Lake in the movie. The prince and his love, Odette, throw themselves in a lake together to die together. Very Romeo and Juliet. But actually, the ballet version of the story specifically just ends with the prince drowning, and Odette's soul is released in swan form, freeing her. Now, if we look at the songs on Les Seraphim's new mini-album, the songs on Easy have two key themes that relate. One is the quest for perfection, but in their case, also an acknowledgement of the need to redefine perfection, to change their expectations for themselves, to flexibly just show that strength, right? Not total control, but allow yourself to be spontaneous, to explore, to be truly just passionate, focused on the moment, not the specific outcome. 
So these songs explore that ability to do what Nina couldn't, which is show strength, not just through control, but letting go, embracing the imperfections, the surprises, when you surprise yourself. So that desire to just persevere, regardless of how many times you fall, just still getting back up, that's key. As well as the theme of friendship and just camaraderie. Les Seraphim's catalog is special for its confident-boosting message, but not at the expense of just a group confidence message. Like, they still sing about, I'm fearless, I'm great, but they also have songs like, We are stronger together, we are fearless. So in their case, jealousy was not the distraction hurting them in the long run. They even use the word jealousy in the new song, saying it's now like an asset for them that they dealt with it. They do not get deterred by the things Nina did. And partly because they've had an attitude not of competition, not of I need to be the best and my success must come at the expense of yours. Life is not an audition like that. They see life as not filling slots in a ballet as much as just writing more roles for the ballet, making it endless and full of surprises. They have an attitude of we can all thrive no matter what. So in Easy, lyrics include I could get hurt but keep on walking. I rip it up like ballet. The lights go out and I wander in the night. Don't know what is right. Jealousy, doubt, mistrust. Now friends of me. A swan on the river. Sometimes my legs give out. Walk like a heroine, even if I'm not flawless. You had me all wrong. You had me all wrong. That line especially made me think of Black Swan. The attitude that Nina should have taken toward the controlling figures in her life. Like I will define myself. Which they say in Swan Song. Things like, they called me by many names. The only thing I got were wounds. I was dancing to survive. Secretly, I'm a swan. They reference wounds before too in Fearless. With the lyric, if my scars are a part of me, I got no fear. Now they sing, gotta kill these waves, keep on swimming, bloom with flame. The flame reference is, to me, kind of a callback to the song Blue Flame. Plus, it's always notable when they have a blooming or flower reference because their fandom name is in part Fear Not because it sounds kind of like the Korean word for bloom. More lyrics. I'm scared. Greed is killing me. They'll shame me. I'll pretend to be elegant. And remember in the past song, Sour Grapes, they sing, I just feel afraid. Now they again address feeling scared, but now they elaborate to clarify what is scaring them, which is greed for the spotlight and a need to present this front-facing perfect image. Smart is a song about taking pride in your hard work, knowing that these people think you had it easy, but you really know that you just made it look that way. Behind the scenes, you put in the blood, sweat, and tears, even if you only become, quote, a fledgling butterfly. They touch on the fact they are stronger together with the lyric, Seraphim, leading me to victory. And they simultaneously highlight that message of autonomy by renaming themselves. They sing, I chose a stronger name, Villain. So in Swanson, they said they called me many names. The only thing I got out of that, wounds. Now they say, I name myself and I guess I'm the villain. Unforgiven. Not anyone else's ideal. So I don't mind labeling myself the opposite of your heroine. We Got So Much, which actually premiered this past summer in concert, is a nice song for fans. It has that blooming flower metaphor again and that stronger together message. With lyrics like, your love makes me a better person. We'll have many days to move forward together. They won't always be good, but I know we'll get through. 
And whether popular or not, all of those appearances are me, but if you're by my side, I'm going to stay the same. A sense of limitless potential to be your full self when you've got so much love in your inner circle. Reminds me of the Unforgiven monologue where they said, you don't have to, I'm unforgiven too. Alone we meander, together we adventure. We'll burn it all and it will light our way. More flame references. They referenced burning like a flame together and emphasizing the together part in previous releases too. Like in the song Fear Not, flowers bloom in our story. Even if I get lost, I believe in you. I'm on my way. And in Fire in the Belly, you and my odyssey. Step by step in the dark, this adventure flaming furiously. To me, their character, their essence, is more ambiguous than just an antithesis of Nina. It's playing the role of someone who wants to take the good you can learn from Nina. Perseverance, eyes on the prize, things like that, while learning from her mistakes and not repeating them. Surrounding themselves with non-toxic people, realizing the world is better if you don't analyze everything through the lens of competition and I must have this specific role to be happy. Ultimately, I see their message as this life is what we make of it. And they take that as permission, not permission to just conform fully to what other people want to mold you into, but permission to mold yourself again and again. Now all this is my take on it. Just to be clear, as of recording time, they have not said anything like, yeah, we take a lot of inspiration from Black Swan or Swan Lake. I mean, the song with Swan in the title made me think that, but so did all these other themes and symbols. But I'm not necessarily saying I think they did take all this inspo from that story, but I just see the parallels and I think it's an interesting framework through which to view their discography. Through that lens of what kind of social commentary and psychological lessons can be learned through both. A lot of shared subtext. Another source of inspo they took from For This Era, The Easy Era, a poem called Good Bones by Maggie Smith. And Good Bones is the song that kicks off the album. I love, love, love this poem. So I'm just going to read it. It's not too long. Truly, I just find it so thought-provoking and really just well put. So here it is. Quote, Life is short, though I keep this from my children. Life is short, and I've shortened mine, in a thousand delicious, ill-advised ways. A thousand deliciously ill-advised ways I'll keep from my children. The world is at least 50% terrible, and that's a conservative estimate, though I keep this from my children. For every bird, there is a stone thrown at a bird. For every love child, a child broken, bagged, sunk in a lake. Life is short, and the world is at least half terrible. And for every kind stranger, there is one who would break you, though I keep this from my children. I am trying to sell them the world. Any decent realtor walking you through a real s-hole chirps on about good bones. This place could be beautiful, right? You could make this place beautiful. Unquote. That's such an interesting way to describe what life is. Life is a pile of the S-word and a pile of good stuff. And as a realtor of the world, trying to sell this world to future generations, your job is to tout the good stuff. Your selling point is not the bag of poop. The selling point is the things that make life worth it. Like, yeah, it feels like there's so much darkness in the world, but there's also so much goodness, and it's up to you kind of to magnify one over the other. 
I love that way of putting it. I just think it's so thought-provoking. It's a pragmatic outlook, at least compared to some who preach, you know, life is sunshine and rainbows or the opposite. It is a solid, fair analysis that life is one big yikes and one big yay. It is good bones. It is good, bare bones, outline potential. It is a blueprint for something great. Now, will you make it great? It's up to you. But the raw material to start the job is available. So a seraphim story has them saying, we choose to capitalize on these good bones we know we have in our lives and show you our potential. We knew we could be beautiful. We knew we could shine. So we're going to magnify what makes that possible. That sense of life is unfair, but it's also full of highlights too, is clear in Les Seraphim's monologue. Quote, are you upset that I seized another opportunity? Are you mad that only I get lucky all the time? Do you think the world is going easy only on us? You think it's okay to degrade someone just because they're true to themselves? Are you saying that lucky people deserve to get run down? Then I'll let you in on a little secret. The world is fair. It's ugly to everybody. We're all going to die eventually, and half of our life will be in pain. The other half depends on what we do. I realized this all too soon. The pain of facing that truth backstage after the lights go out. Despite it all, my ambition and aspirations are unstoppable. We can't see a second into the future. I'm giving myself the hardest time, don't you? But I will not submerge because I make it look easy, unquote. There's that water, body of water, illusion again. And in the comeback trailer, one of them does sit in this tub. And who walks past the tub is another member with one angel wing. Another symbolic detail in the teaser video I found to be the plastic bag with something wrapped in it and the fact that tub is a mix of trash and flowers. So bags, plastic wrap, garbage bags, and flowers all put together. The world being half flowers, the world being half trash, you get the picture. What they choose to highlight are the good things, the pretty things, the flowers of the world in the easy video. But then again, in the second half of the video, the scene transforms and they're dancing on this makeshift stage, this skeleton of a stage, this bare bones stage, if you will, in front of a manufactured wind power setup and stormy cloud image projection. That whole sequence feels like it was meant to look like they're on a film set. They're on a bare bones film set. They're putting together a manufactured, all for show, superficial production. It means nothing, so it's all trivial, yet ironically, it also speaks to the fullness or lack thereof in your real life. So by having a scene that feels fake amid them showing off real confidence, it's showing this contrast, I see, between the two ultimate definitions of what is all for show. What does that mean? Are you putting on a show as in showing your true self? Or are you putting on a show as in putting on an act with nothing backstage that you are willing to pull out of yourself and bring to the front? They also continue in the easy video to show, in sometimes subtle ways, that sense of boosting each other up, benefiting from a stronger together message, like brushing each other's hair. They're not fighting each other. They strut into the room as one at the beginning. 
I also find potential ambiguity in the tears that are given a close-up moment. Because I think it's gold. It's like liquid gold. That's what the tear is supposed to look like. But honestly, to me, it seemed dark. Like, it looked more like an oil spill. I know I'm probably reaching, but it is interesting how when I first saw that, I thought, is this supposed to represent something bad? And then thought, wait, actually, it's supposed to be like gold, which is a perfect symbol of this duality that is life. So I do see Good Bones and Black Swan and Le Seraphim's work as all telling the same overarching story about this world being so many extreme, intense situations and emotions where nothing is 100% anything. It's a mix. It's a nuanced, complicated picture. No one is an archetype. And we have to find our own abilities to take agency amid that chaotic, full experience called life. That desire to just take life by the handles definitely was brought up in the past, like with the Bluebeard story, how they inherit the riches, they enter the forbidden rooms, like the story. One version of that story has the sign-up that says be bold but not too bold, a good summary of their, the tightrope they refuse to walk, trying to meet different expectations. I was also reminded again of their still relevant references to the story of Cupid and Psyche, which is so funny accidentally to me. Great story. I recap it in Le Seraphim 101. But because that story is, first of all, from a bigger book called Metamorphosis. Second of all, there's this wedding-funeral combination scene, like a merging of two extremes. There's also a body of water that is symbolic in the story, and the ability for Pan, the wilderness god, to find Psyche through passion. Like, he feels palpable passion, and that's how he can locate her. It's like echolocation, but for passion. Her unreleased form of strength in letting go. That story also has symbolism related to wings, scars and wounds, how love alters your self-concept, lots more. But overall, I do think the album just deserves praise too because it's well made. So my ultimate just review of the music itself, honestly, I think sonically my favorite is still The Unforgiven Era, and Bluebeard was their best B-side ever. But I do like how this album really brings the concept to life. It's very appropriate, very on-brand for this theme of making it look easy. Making stuff look easy, walking through life like as if you already got the part of the black swan you've been dying to have. Acting like a winner even when you don't feel like it. Faking it till you make it. Really matches the tone of these songs with the R&B influences, the smooth, easy listening feel, the relatively calm, in control demeanor. Tonally, it's just perfect for the premise. Now, in terms of my just subjective opinion, not as much for me. But the first song, Good Bones, is my personal favorite. So I love that they expanded their sound sonically, but lyrically they are very much just adding on to a foundation they've been building again and again. So the storyline, the ultimate image of this group, has been consistent, and I appreciate that, mixed with some changes sonically. Now for a minute I want to get conspiratorial get really red string bulletin board theorizing about stuff that's more far-fetched. One thing that I kept thinking about the Way Seraphim lyrics, the monologue about things like life being short and death coming for everybody equally, being the great equalizer, we all suffer unfairness in life, definitely brought to mind an hyphen story, as I've written about extensively on Substack. And Hyphen's story is all about that realization these vampires have. Things are made meaningful when they're not permanent. When there is the chance they're going to leave. 
And they have the Sanchakon about that dance of death, the sense that death is this great equalizer. Like, it doesn't spare anybody, not the people who have more money or status than you. It doesn't spare the black swan over the white swan or any other character over the others in this story, which helps motivate them to just live in the moment and let go. So that thematic parallel to N-hyphen, I've been also thinking about because using a superpower in both the new Easy video and in hyphen stuff is linked to triggering a nosebleed. Like a nosebleed is a symbol of they've exerted magical ability. So I feel like there's something there. There could be some universe connecting elements here. Like Le Seraphim's characters are supernatural and existing in the in hyphen verse in another way. I also had that sense of this is a parallel world or something, part of a multiverse, since the end credits were tilted sideways. I know that's a small thing, but I don't know. The angle switching and the thought that they're in a topsy-turvy alternate world, you never know. I would also keep an eye out for the color green, bright green especially, which is part of the logo for this new era. However, in the past it's been blue. Like, the song's blue beer, blue flame. Flash forward has the lyric about the blue light. This new video has the blue tinge to the colors of their projected, blown-up close-up images on the curtains. But I feel like the blue is getting replaced with green, which is also the text on the vertical end credits. So, my solid theory is they will continue to explore the ups and downs of life and what living in the moment is really all about. My more far-fetched theories are that, hey, maybe there's a multiverse happening related to their supernatural powers, and that, hey, you should keep an eye out for the color green in the future, replacing blue as extra symbolic. Those are my thoughts. Feel free to share your own takeaways. Again, this is all my theorizing. It's so cool how music can be so personally full of different takeaways for different listeners and viewers, so always feel free to share your own take that differs from mine. Thank you all so much for tuning in. The first Lay Seraphim episode and some related ones I will link to in this episode description. Next up, of course, we have to talk about one of my favorite people ever, Taeyeon. So stay tuned for that talk about his world building. But until then, happy listening to Lay Seraphim's new album, Easy. And I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody. Make sure to subscribe to 17 K-pop.substack.com.